0: Hello world, this is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here, we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Do you ever wonder if you smell like Jesus? I <laughs> know. No that's exactly what you were wondering hey hopeful welcome to for the hopes daily audio bible where we consider life and work and our stories in light of god's story two bits of housekeeping here as we get rolling today one if you are new here welcome uh i say we read the bible through in a year but actually we kind of do the new testament and old testament on a separate tracks. so we go through the new testament in about 10 months and the old testament in about 14 15 months And uh, thanks for being here. And I would ask that you would pray a prayer of thanks to those who support the ministry, because that's what makes this possible. We're listener supported. Today, our New Testament segment is going to be longer than our Old Testament segment, which is not typical, but that's how I kind of try to make it fit to our target of uh, about 20, 20, 21 minutes. And finally, it's going to be Christmas before I get the new site finished up including a page where you can download for free a new a copy of my new book called a uh, a ministry of showing up and uh it's going to be and here's what I would ask you to pray for it's going to be the first part of January first week before I'm supposed to have hard copies in hands and I was really hoping to give them as gifts to the men at union gospel mission when I preached there on the 31st So, if you wanted to pray for faster shipping (laughs) or printing, I would appreciate that too. Hey, you remember when we read about Peter's betrayal, right? Peter denies Jesus three times before the rooster crows thing. And somebody goes, oh, you are a Galilean. You must be one of them too. Well, Galilee was only 80-ish miles away. And yet, they recognized he was different, right? 80 miles means nothing nowadays, but... My question is, do you ever wonder if you smell like Jesus? Do we start to look and smell and act like Jesus? Listen for the bit about Peter and John at the end of our New Testament reading today, and you'll get what I mean. Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple for the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. A man who was lame from birth was being carried there, He was placed each day at the temple gate called Beautiful, so that he could beg from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for money. And Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, Look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk." Then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong. So he jumped up, started to walk, and he entered the temple with him, walking, leaping, and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized that he was the one who used to sit and beg at the beautiful gate of the temple. So they were filled with awe and astonishment at what had happened to him. While he was holding on to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astonished, ran toward them in what is called Solomon's colonnade. When Peter saw this, he addressed the people, Fellow Israelites, why are you amazed at this? Why do you stare at us as though we had made him walk by our own power or godliness? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and denied before Pilate, though he had decided to release him, You denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer released to you. You killed the source of life whom God raised from the dead, and we are witnesses of this. By faith in his name, his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. So the faith that comes through Jesus had given him this perfect health in front of all of you. And now, brothers and sisters, I know I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your leaders did. In this way, God fulfilled what he had predicted through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Heaven must receive him for the time of the restoration of all things, which... God spoke about through his holy prophets from the beginning? Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. You must listen to everything he tells you, and everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from the people. In addition, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those after him have foretold of these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors when he said to Abraham, And all the families of the earth will be blessed through your offspring. God raised up his servant and sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. While they were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple police, and the Sadducees confronted them. Because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them and took them into custody until the next day, since it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to five thousand. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and all the members of the high priestly family. After they had Peter and John stand before them, they began to question them, saying, By what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man, by what means he was healed, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing here before you healthy. This Jesus is, and he quotes the Old Testament to them, which they would have known, this Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, For there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. When they observed, get this, here's the passage. When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them they had nothing to say in opposition after they ordered them to leave the sanhedrin they conferred among themselves saying what should we do with these men for an obvious sign has been done through them clear to everyone living in jerusalem and we cannot deny it but so that this does not spread further among the people let's threaten them against speaking to anyone in this name again so they called for them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered them, Whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide, for we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. For this sign of healing had been performed on a man over forty years old, and my friends, that gets us up through chapter four, verse twenty-two. They recognized that they had been with Jesus, and there are there are two little nuggets in there that I will highlight in our closing reflection segment. Do not miss these, right? This is essential to your own your life and your witness. Promise me. But we're going to turn back, picking up in, We're going back to 2 Kings. If you're new here, one of the things we do is tackle the Old Testament about chronologically, which means by the time we get into First and Second Kings, you've got a bunch of things that were all happening at about the same time, including all of these prophets. And we've been in Isaiah for a while because it's a long book. But back to 2 Kings chapter 21. Manasseh was twelve years old when he became king, and he reigned fifty-five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hephzibah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, imitating the detestable practices of the nations that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places that his father Hezekiah had destroyed and reestablished the altars for Baal. He made an Asherah, as King Ahab of Israel had done, He also bowed in worship to all the stars in the sky and served them. He built altars in the Lord's temple where the Lord had said, Jerusalem is where I will put my name. He built altars to all the stars in the sky in both courtyards of the Lord's temple. He sacrificed his son in the fire, practiced witchcraft and divination, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did a huge amount of evil in the Lord's sight, angering him. Manasseh set up the carved image of Asherah which he had made in the temple that the Lord had spoken about to David and his son Solomon when he said, I will establish my name forever in this temple and in Jerusalem which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. I will never again cause the feet of the Israelites to wander from the land I gave to their ancestors if only they will be careful to do all I have commanded them, the whole law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they did not listen. Manasseh caused them to stray so that they did worse evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. The Lord said through his servants, the prophets, since King Manasseh of Judah has committed all these detestable practices, worse evil than the Amorites who preceded him had done and by means of his idols had also caused Judah to sin. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I am about to bring such a disaster on Jerusalem and Judah that everyone who hears about it will shudder. I will stretch over Jerusalem, the measuring line used on Samaria and the Mason's level used on the house of Ahab, and I will wipe Jerusalem clean as one wipes a bowl, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will abandon the remnant of my inheritance and hand them over to their enemies. They will become plunder and spoil to all their enemies." because they have done what is evil in my sight and have angered me from the day their ancestors came out of Egypt until today. Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem with it from one end to the other. This was in addition to his sin that he caused Judah to commit, so that they did what was evil in the Lord's sight. The rest of the events of Manasseh's reign, along with all his accomplishments and the sin that he committed, are written in the historical record of Judas' kings. Manasseh rested with his ancestors and was buried in the garden of his own house, the garden of Uzzah. His son, Amon became king in his place. Amon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulameth, daughter of Harus. She was from Jatbah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father Manasseh had done. He walked in all the ways that his father had walked, he served his idol, the idols his father had served and bowed in worship to them. He abandoned the Lord God of his ancestors and did not walk in the ways of the Lord. Ammon's servants conspired against him and put the king to death in his own house. The common people killed all who had conspired against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah king in his place. The rest of the events of Ammon's reign, along with his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's King's. He was buried in the tomb in the garden of Uzzah and his son Josiah became king in his place. And that is um, a couple of wicked dudes. Notice here that God said all of these other things were in addition to, meaning, meaning secondary to uh, his idolatry, that and their and his leadership, right. God places um, a higher level of accountability on leaders and teachers just the way it is right not everybody thinks for themselves in the same way and the king bears the sins of uh, of the country in in this context all right a little longer psalm today for our wisdom segment psalm 71 Uh, no superscription on this one don't know Maybe it was David, but uh, it's not called out explicitly. Here we go. Lord, I seek refuge in you. Let me never be disgraced. In your justice, rescue and deliver me. Listen closely to me and save me. Be a rock of refuge for me where I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and fortress, Deliver me, my God, from the power of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and oppressive. For you are my hope, Lord God, my confidence from my youth. I have leaned on you from birth. You took me from my mother's womb. My praise is always about you. I am like a miraculous sign to many, and you are my strong refuge. My mouth is full of praise and honor to you all day long. Don't discard me in my old age, as as my strength fails, do not abandon me. For my enemies talk about me, and those who spy on me plot together, saying, God has abandoned him, chase him and catch him, for there is no one to rescue him. God, do not be far from me. My God, hurry to help me. May my adversaries be disgraced and destroyed. May those who intend to harm me be covered with disgrace and humiliation but I will hope continually and will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell about your righteousness and your salvation all day long, though I cannot sum them up. I come because of the mighty acts of the Lord God. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. God, you have taught me from my youth. I still proclaim your wondrous works Even when I am old and gray, God, do not abandon me while I proclaim your power to another generation, your strength to all who are to come. Your righteousness reaches the heights, God. You have done great things. God, who is like you? You caused me to experience many troubles and misfortunes, but you will revive me again. You will bring me up again, even from the depths of the earth. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Therefore, I will praise you with a harp. For your faithfulness, my God, I will sing to you with a lyre, Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, because you have redeemed me. Therefore, my tongue will proclaim your righteousness all day long. For those who intend to harm me will be disgraced and confounded. Psalm 71 And Now we get to our reflection segment, which is usually just me trying to put a bow on something just to make it memorable. It's not always a super long teaching time. (laughs) In fact, sometimes it's just like a sentence. But I got a minute today. I want to point out one thing about Psalm 71 that we just read before I point out this thing about Peter and John. You even just read the, the psalmist say, I am like a miraculous sign to many, and you are my strong refuge. And then a little bit later, he says, Expresses confidence in God even over death. You will bring me up again even from the depths of the earth. So besides preaching a sermon, here's Peter and John, right? They go into the temple, but what do they focus on? It's it's that they were witnesses, right? Not just that both that Peter and John were witnesses of the resurrection, the resurrected Jesus, but also now all of these people are witnessing the outcome in the form of this lame guy who been, hasn't been has been able to walk for 40 years who can now walk, right? Now here come the Sadducees and all the rulers and they're pissed off. And the text literally says, because they were annoyed that they, Peter and John, were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead, right? They can't argue with the guy that's walking. They can't argue with eyewitness testimony. And that is your Testimony, right? The word testimony and the word witness come from the same place, right? But what is it about? It's not about a self help program. You with me? It's about the resurrection and what God has done. So, do you smell like Jesus? Well, that was the opening question. The foundation of the story is Jesus, the way, the truth, the life, the person, and the work of Jesus. But the way that we smell like Jesus is hanging out with the witnesses of the resurrection which is quite literally what we have a historical record of in the New Testament, and by saying here is what he did for me. Here is what he, I passed from death to life, right? Is The minute we get off on self-help stuff, the minute we just present this as an alternative, albeit better, philosophy, we're missing the point. Jesus rose from the dead, and so will we. Amen. Amen.